When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. Everybody, welcome to the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag. Uh, the fastest and easiest way to get on all your sports betting, including on the NFL draft. So make sure you are checking that out. Uh, we are doing the defensive draft sort of analysis preview. Uh, we did an overview. We did offense uh, with Kevin Field, the BSJ draft analyst. And um, he is still abroad somewhere i don't know if he's ever coming back he might uh be taking up residence someplace in a, in a country uh to, to be unnamed uh but for now we're happy to have him uh and you know sort of talk to the defense now just as a primer i uh today this is wednesday afternoon i did sort of my um defensive look because i knew we'd be talking defense so i did that i'll be doing offense uh, for tomorrow and sort of I go through the top draft prospects and take a look at them and actually all of these guys I've watched almost all of these guys I've watched at least some film on uh, which has not been the case in years past um, so just to have a little bit better grasp at least have some sort of sense of these guys and I gotta say you know Kevin's work that he's done previously on the positional capsules has been really good and sort of was a basis of, of a lot of things that I did uh, on here. Uh, Kevin, welcome. How are we doing? I'm doing good. I am doing good. I am drinking uh, enough water that would make Tom Brady blush uh, and, and, and give him, he'd be giving me the, uh, the tap on the bottom. Um, I'm stuck in uh, Europe with COVID. Uh, need to get a negative test before I can uh, fly home. And so every day is like Groundhog Day here, positive test after positive test. So I am excited for the draft. I'm excited to get home and have a, a nice cheeseburger and, uh, and, and go from there. But it's an exciting time of year. Uh, doing a lot of talking about the draft. It's finally here. I'm sure everyone's ready for it at this point. So uh, as an overview of the defense, um, you know, looking at these guys and now I didn't look, really look at safeties. I'm just like, they have enough safeties. If they take more safeties, then good for them. They can go pleasure themselves. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. And I also just had it out with cattles a little bit on our podcast about how like, you know, there's this whole, yeah, the Patriots are going positionless. They don't know what he's going to have a position. Nobody's going to know where they're coming from. It's going to be awesome. Like that kind of thing. And I'm just like, no, Nick, positionless means you don't have enough good players. That's what it means. 
and you know, you don't have a really good cornerback. You don't have a really fast linebacker. You do have a good edge guy. You don't have a really good nose tackle. So you're like, oh yeah, we're just going to go positionless. No, it just means you don't have enough good players, which I think they're starting to rectify. I think they did it uh, certainly last year. I have hopes for guys like Uche and Ronnie Perkins and Cam McGrone. Maybe Kyle Duggar takes another step. Um, maybe Sean Wade pops at cornerback. So, you know, I do think that they, I think they're going in the right direction. This is a big draft. We'll see whether they do that. Now, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, Kevin. Uh, I Going through these positions, and basically I broke it down as nose tackles because I think they need a run stuffer. They're very light there. All they really have is Devon Godchow, unless you want some, you know, undrafted fat guys um, that they tend to stock their roster with. Cornerback, uh, linebacker, off-the-ball linebacker. I looked at edge because um, I can't rule that out. Defensive ends, those are sort of like, you know, Lawrence Guy, Dietrich Wise, those type of guys. Um, so those, those are the positions I looked at. I thought the I thought the linebackers were really deep and I thought the cornerbacks were really deep and I thought every other spot was meh as far as depth. Would you say that's true? I, I would say in and uh, if this hotel phone behind me keeps ringing Greg, we will make sure we uh, we, we hang up on them. Um, I would say that I, I would partially agree. I think the deepest position probably in the draft is edge um, at, at least offensively. Uh, there's definitely tiers there. I think you can get a good contributor for 75 picks and then day three it's more of a rotational pass rusher or development prospect. Um, yeah. if, we're if we're focusing on the positions that, um, the, 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 those top three needs, which I would agree with interior D line. You got to get one of those guys, probably first three rounds, maybe the first half of the third day, um, yeah. top of the fourth round. Um, you know, Barmore was taken at, I think it was, uh, 38 last year. Uh, it's not a terribly deep, uh, position. I think the Patriots, just as you referenced, they're more inclined to go with the dam or the sturdy player versus mm -hmm. the guy that's the, uh, yeah. the gap cutter. Um, so, uh, they could look at somebody that has a little bit of position versatility, uh, versatility, but I think that those bigger guys, the lead, there's people in the league that need them as well. You know, the Jordan Davis, Travis Jones, Neil Farrell, uh, there's a number of them, but there isn't a deep pile of them. Linebackers. I think there's five guys and then there's a draw. And this is a position that the NFL is starting to, to, to almost evaluate like running backs, right? You got the early down guys, mm -hmm. and then you got the guys that, you know, are change of pace speed guys that can be brought on the field on passing downs. Uh, and then there's those guys that are three-way players that are a little bit more rare. Um, and then, and then cornerback, I think is pretty good, but you get past eight, nine, 10. Now you're talking development prospects and eight, nine, 10 is probably the end of the second round, beginning of the third round before those guys are off the board. Okay. Let's, let's go through the positions and, you know, I'll probably pick out some guys, sure. you know, that I want to talk about. Um, you know, everybody knows that I have um, an affinity for Jordan Davis. I would love him in the middle of this lineup. Um, you know, th there's a group of them, you know, there's, you know, Mathis from Alabama, um, you know, captain, excitable guy, sort of like a leader, not exactly the greatest body for, you know, being stout. Um, 
feral, another bad body type of guy in the middle that I think, you know, if if he wants to become a pro and, you know, be on the NFL training table, then I think he's got a chance to be um, – he's got a chance to be pretty decent. And I also liked uh, Ogbayana from UCLA. Um, yep. Big, strong guy. Um, do you think Do you think Mathis can play the nose in this defense? I don't know if he's a true nose. He's yeah. like 6'4", 315. I think he's a really good, strong, like three, four, four technique. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think they could move him around. He had some pass rushing. I think he had like nine sacks last year. Uh, he does play pretty sturdy. I think I used the reference in one of his write-ups that he does a good job staying in the chair, not getting tipped over, taking on double teams. But to play a true nose, he, he might have to add weight to, to candidly play a true nose. I did talk to him down the senior bowl. He says, you know, I feel like I'd fit fit in really well with the Patriots system. I know what goes on up there. It's very similar to our system down in Alabama. Um, and I talked to all those guys, Barmore, Mac, et cetera. So um, he's like, I'd love to be drafted by the Patriots. I don't look at him as a true nose though. Like I would Jordan Davis or Travis Jones or Bynar, one of those guys. Would you say Ogbania is a true nose? He's going to be that. That's why, from my mind, he's a fifth or sixth rounder. Yeah, he's got the weight for a true nose. He's got some athleticism. I don't know if he's a total anchor. Like Neil Farrell is a guy that's going to stick. He, he's a fire yeah. hydrant, you know. And and Travis Jones is a fire hydrant. Those are those guys that you 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 know they're right over the football when the the huddle breaks and they're not moving. And so um, I don't know if um, uh, Atito is that is that guy, the kid from UCLA. Um, he could be, and they might draft him that way. And it gets down to the later rounds and they don't have one. It would be a good pick, but I don't, I don't know if I see him that way. I I think he's a little bit more athletic than that. Uh, and a little bit less sturdy. It's it's amazing going through these nose tackles. Like it seemed like every, while I'm watching video, I'm reading through draft profiles. Like almost all of them were like, you know, underachieved, like they were, they were big prospects coming out of high school, but they never really did anything, you know, whether it's like, you know, DJ Davidson or, um, you know, John Ford at Miami, Truesdale at Florida. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, I think at this position, including, you know, their weight and things like that, like it's really incumbent to just, you got to find the right makeup with the guy, you know, and a guy who's going to just two gap and just be like, all right, take up space and whatever. And like, that's not for everybody, especially in college. That's a tough projection. Would you think of, did you take a look at the Noah Ellis kid from Idaho? He was pretty intriguing to me when when I was watching him. I do like Noah Ellis. I, I like him better than uh, McCall, uh, the yeah. kid from uh, Kentucky and, and some of the other ones that you start yeah. to get in that territory. I, I do think Ellis will actually chance he could get drafted. He, he was at Mississippi State. He transferred. His father played in the NFL for 10 years. Um you know, he's, he's, he's a power and size guy. He's not going to offer much than that, but that's, that's part of what we're talking about is you're actually not asking for any more than that. That's what you're asking those guys to be. And some of the other guys, you know, try to use their athleticism to go after the passer or or, or get to the football. You're asking him to take up blocks. So, um, you know, his brother, I think, uh, played in the NFL for a couple of years as well. So he comes from a family that has some NFL talent. He's six, four, like three fifty. So he's, 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 he is the body, um, that would, that would fit in the middle. 
Um, and then some of these bigger guys, you know, one of the things you got to worry about, um, and I don't know this necessarily with Ellis, but I do worry about this with some of the other guys is once they get into the NFL and they start making some money, you know, how, how does their body form, right? Does it get better yeah. because they're on the nutrition table or does it go the other way? I get some of these guys mixed up, but I, was Farrell at the senior bowl? Farrell was at the senior bowl. Farrell yeah. was, a, there was some, there was some guy, I think it was Farrell who I was watching him in like in. And most of us don't think anything of it, but I remember I remember sitting next to at the time John Dorsey, who was the Packers. Um, I think he was assistant GM there under Ted Thompson, and we were just sitting in the end zone watching one on ones, one practice, and he and he asked me, I forget which prospect it was, and he was like, he was like, does this guy look like he has knocked knees to you? And I hadn't really you know thought about it, you know, sort of inward facing knees. Our bending knees and uh i was like yeah yeah i think he does and they ended up taking him off the board or something like that but i like Farrell in his lower body looked a little iffy to me like there's some like knee stuff that it would have to work out but anyways uh let's move on to cornerbacks because i thought this was this was an interesting watch um look i'm not doing one hundredths of the homework that either you or especially these teams are doing on these guys but this is my quickie read on these guys I love Stingley's film, um, especially the early stuff. Um, elite traits. I mean, you know, yes, Sauce Gardner is by far the best in this class. But Stingley, when he's right, if he's right, if he's healthy, all the all that crap. Um, absurdly talented, like a number one lockdown corner. Booth, I loved. I, I really liked Booth. I liked his compete. I liked his length. I liked. I do think he has some. Uh, man upside McDuffie you know I wanted to see more he's small he's safe he's I don't know how much upside he has uh as opposed to Elam from Florida a lot of upside with him can do a lot of things really good traits really liked Armour Davis from Alabama um I think he's going to go higher than people are talking about uh if I'm the Patriots, that's sort of my guy in the second round uh, or third round. If he la- if you think he's going to last that long, Dax Hill from Michigan, um, yeah, I mean, good football player can play anywhere. Where's his full time? I mean, you know, I think for too long this positionless stuff. Yeah, let's take a guy who can play a lot of different positions. Yeah. Well, do you have a good player to lock somebody down? Can he beat the guy in front of him at a certain spot? Um, don't lose sight of that. Uh, liked McCreary a lot. Did a nice job against Mechie in their, in their matchups. Kyler Gordon. I've heard his name a lot. I, a little underwhelmed by him. Um, sloppy footwork that needs to be developed. Um, does close very fast. Marcus Jones. Holy hell, I wish, you know, put him in a bigger body. I mean, Jesus. Uh, and then the other big guy for me is Tariq Woolen, the kid from Texas, San Antonio. I mean, I put on the film and I was like, and I said this on the other pod, so it's going to draw an explicit warning. But I was just like, I, as soon as I put on the film, within about 10 seconds, I was like, holy shit. Like, look at this guy, six foot four. He ran a four two six. He flies, he's physical, like, yeah, he's raw as hell, but, like, you know how Bill loved uh, Ross I. Dowling? 
um, Juwan Williams, the bigger cornerback, said, yeah, he's going to be a matchup issue. He's going to do this and that against them. Like, yeah, hello, but this is what we're talking about. Those guys couldn't play. Like, those guys did not – maybe Dowling, if he was ever healthy, might have had elite traits. This guy, if Bill still has, uh, you know, a a soft spot or a hard-on for these type of guys at cornerback – then Woolen's his guy. Like Woolen has to, he has to be salivating over him. So, yeah, just uh, what do you think of Woolen and and anything that you disagree with uh, on some of my quickies? The uh, I don't think there's anything I disagree. I think Stingley is probably the highest upside, uh, maybe the highest upside player in the whole draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think there's a better chance that Stingley goes in the top six or seven uh on draft night then he falls to the patriots much better chance. i agree uh uh you know everyone that's been talking about all this stuff if if you're in a draft room uh you're feeding information about stingley in a in a in a negative way um but but in there they are salivating over his tape uh sauce garden is obviously a little bit of a safer safe safer uh pick because of his um you know, his, his recent track record, but both those guys, that's the top tier. And then you start getting into, you know, McDuffie, Booth, uh, Elam, et cetera, and how they rank those. And if they, as I said on the first podcast, if they go one of those guys, 21, then I think you got to have some confidence that they feel good about them. So given the need, I think I'd feel good about that, but they're not without their, they're not without their flaws. I, I picked in the mock McCrary in, in um, the second round. I, I love the way that the kid competes. His arms are a little yeah. shorter. If they were longer and, and he'd be a first round pick. It's a, mm-hmm. I think it's as simple as that. I, I put him in McDuffie kind of, uh, you know, McDuffie one and then uh, him one a yeah, Tariq Tariq, you know uh, you know, former wide receiver, the kid's like almost six, four um, and like two Oh five. He carries it well being that tall. He is raw, uh, definitely is going to need some, some, some coaching and some refinement. They played a little bit of both, I think, down there at UTSA. Um, you know, at the Senior Bowl, he was good on jams. He was more fluid than I expected, uh, mm-hmm. to, to be, you know, given that big body. Like, they don't always – they're a little bit more um, yeah. uh, gangly. And, and he was more fluid than I expected. Uh, the questions, you know, do you see him as a man guy or do you see him as – you know, he's going to be, I think – definitely a good zone guy. It's going to be tougher to put the ball over his head, uh, given his speed and his length. Um, But I think he's going to need some time to develop. He's a traits guy. If you're picking him, it's because that speed, that body, and you, you believe you can coach him up other taller guys, given what you said, Greg, I would say uh, to flag, let's just, let's just tick down a couple of these Uh, Joshua Williams, a kid from five, uh, Fayetteville State. Uh, he's someone that I've I've called out. Um, in, in yeah, I tried track. watching film of that, but it seemed like I was watching Lincoln Sudbury <laughs> high, uh, high school tape, and I was like, I can't tell what the hell's going on on this tape. <laughs> yeah, that's not a, that's not a huge surprise there. Um, Zion McCollum is like another kid uh, from from Sam Houston State. That's you know about six two, um, but there aren't a ton of tall corners. You know, then the, you get into guys like Jalen Watson from Washington State, who's more like six one. There's not a ton of guys this year that are like six two, six three uh, at the at the next tier below. Obviously, uh, Sauce Gardner is a big kid as his, himself. Yeah, moving over to linebacker. Um, the more I watch the Devin Lloyd, the most the more I love him, and I think there's no chance he's getting to the Patriots, but. I I could be wrong. I hope he does. To me, he's 
And I don't care what the testing numbers say. And this was always the problem, you know, with Jamie Collins, because I heard this in one of the comments, like somebody, one of the members is saying like, well, look at, look at Jamie Collins workout numbers compared to Devin Lloyd. Yeah. But the problem is, is that Jamie Collins, look, talented, made plays at times, just not a football player. Like, not, I, he just wasn't. He didn't have instincts. He never really developed instincts. He was sort of see, hit, I'll run, I'll get him. Okay. But wasn't a football player. And I mean that in the best way possible. I think, I hope people understand what I'm saying in terms of, you know, there's some guys that just know how to play the game. Like, it's almost in their blood. That just wasn't the case with Jamie Collins. Um, Devin Lloyd, I think, is a better Jamie Collins. He's, he's athletic. He's smart. He's a leader. He has instincts. He knows how to play. Would love him. Uh, I liked Christian Harris more than um, more than like Quay Walker uh, and you know and you know Tyndall. You know I I want these are four. Let me just go through the guys I liked. Um, Quay Walker and I, there's been a lot of talk, including I don't know. There's some Twitter thing today about he's not getting past the Patriots. Yes, probably because of his physical profile, six three and a half, like two forty two. You know, he. I just, I, I don't know. I don't see the instincts. Do you? Do you see that? I mean, I watched it. and I'm just like, all right, he looks good, like similar to Jamie Collins. He looks the part. He looks good, but when it comes to actually playing the position, I was like, eh, he seems a step s- slow on everything. Yeah. So this is what I wrote about uh, Quay is uh, in my notes. Um, he, he started every game, played well, very well against Florida, Kentucky. He flashes at times, but he's going to make some mental mistakes while freelancing. Difficult evaluation with all the talent around him. Um, you're going to see a GM fall in love with him because the, uh, his intangibles, you know, huge wingspan, huge athleticism. Yeah. The thinking is going to be his best footballs in front of him and he can play in any scheme. Right. Yeah. That's summarized kind of my notes. And that's what we're seeing, right. Yep. Is you're, you're the same thing you're saying about uh, Tyreek Woolen is applying here for Quay Walker, right. Mm-hmm. Is you're betting on those traits a little bit earlier. Um, but he reportedly did well in interviews. He's got good intelligence. Um you know, but he's people say like, oh, Quay's such a big, big kid. And then I heard in those comments, well, Devin Lloyd's not, not that big or he's, he's skinny and all that. Devin Lloyd's four or five pounds lighter and an inch shorter than Quay Walker. Right. Mm. And he looks skinny. Right. They both right. they both have the ability to put on some more NFL weight. So um, totally on board with with it, with uh, with the Devin Lloyd points. I would also add for the for the members. Um, Kyle Winningham, coach of Utah, said Devin Lloyd's watched more tape than any player he's ever had come through that program. Sounds good to me. And you can tell on the field. I mean, you can tell, you know, like, and people have heard me, you know, talk about certain guys, like, you know, with the Patriots, where I'm just like, I don't know how much film they're watching because they're not picking things up. Like, that's how you become, that's how you, you, you don't think as much on the field. You just react because you know, you see it and you do it. And whereas other guys who don't study as much, they need to take a couple of steps. All right, what's really going on here? But anyways, um, liked Muma, um, you know, a fan. Uh, not a whole lot of upside, but I, I think he's polished and he could play right away. Um, yep. Let's talk about Troy Anderson for a second. Oh, yeah. Because oh, uh, yeah. I don't know how much you wrote on him. I think you did mention him at some point as, you know, I would consider him here. Yep. I mean, started a quarterback, 
running back, linebacker. Like he's six three and a half, two forty three, ran a four four two. Like I don't know. I mean, you know, I I was excited watching him and like just thinking about Bill Belichick losing his mind over a guy like this. I was just like, why aren't we talking about this guy more? Yeah, I think I, so. So first off, a couple other things that people don't, might not know about him. He won, you know, state championship in three different sports in high school. One of the things the Patriots like in most of the big programs like Saban and, and uh, these big college programs, they love kids to play multiple sports. Um, you yeah. know, that, that leads to competitiveness. He ran a 10-8 in high school in the 100. So the kid's, kid's fast, really fast. He's athletic. Um, you know, he's going to need some refinement. That's obviously a big yep. jump from Montana, Montana state. He didn't look out of place. And not being full time at the position. I mean, he yeah. split time. I mean, I've seen some scout comments about like, you know, I wish he had four years of playing like linebacker. If he did, he might be a first round candidate. Totally. Totally. The, 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 the challenge is he ran a four. Well, challenge if you're the Patriots, he ran a four, four, two, right. Which put him on everybody's radar yeah. right and probably bumps him up around uh into into probably the second round uh where he was probably going to be a third uh maybe fourth because he he wasn't necessarily ready but man those those like athletic traits are rare and the background's kind of rare in itself too so yeah I, I like troy he's one of my top five i have him higher than um than the kid from alabama uh, uh, Christian Harris. I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of went in that direction. I think he's a good kid. That's the word from down there. He definitely has top end talent. Um, I, I just, you know, I think he's more of a kid that you're banking on the best footballs in front of him. Like he had that. Talking about Harris or Anderson. I'm talking about Harris. I'm talking yeah. about Harris. You know, he, 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 he doesn't he, like his speed is fast, but he doesn't always play that fast. Um, I think his best fit's going to be in like a react defense that allows him to unlock that, that athleticism versus, you know, high end uh, like play recognition. Like I didn't think he was great in coverage. I didn't think he was always great against run fits. Um, really athletic kid, really talented kid comes from the program they like. So it wouldn't be a huge surprise if they picked him, but I don't have him higher than some of those, than Anderson, Muma, Quay Walker, et cetera. Uh, we'll wrap up with the linebackers in just a second, but our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that baseball is back, and the start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here, and the Red Sox are going in the tank already. Uh, and also, don't forget that the NFL draft, they have a ton of props and stuff on there. So, uh, you know, get your bets. Be like, yeah, I'm going to bet on Belichick. Trading out of the first round, chess over checkers. Uh, Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, picking up on the linebackers, uh, Channing Tyndall, freaking heat seeking missile. Um, why didn't he, why didn't he start at Georgia? Was it just you know the guys in front of him are just a little bit better? But I mean, yeah, depth. <laughs> you know that program is incredibly deep, um, and they've had kids come through you know year after year. So he's played a lot. He's played in a lot of games, but he hasn't been a starter. That, that I read something at one point that that the players inside the program say like, hey, he's the guy you want in the dark alley, and you see yeah. him hit like that. You know, he brings oh, he brings hell the wood. yeah. 
Um, he's going to be, I think he's going to be a really, really good special teams player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I see him as like a, he's not an immediate starter. Uh, yep. You're not drafting him to be an immediate starter. Uh, Darian Beavers from Cincinnati, you knocked it out of the park with your Kyle Van Noy. I thought the same thing. He's Kyle Van Noy. I mean, I think he's more of an inside backer. Um, it, with outside versatility, I'm sure other people see it the other way. DeMarco Jackson, App State, looked like Landon Roberts to me with yeah. more upside. Now, I did want to get to guys that I was not as high on that people like to mention. Uh, Nicobe Dean is on that list. Like, look, I think he'd be a – to me, he's a, he's a Tampa 2 middle linebacker, you know, Colts, you know, what a, one of those – schemes where you know you got four big guys up on the line of scrimmage and you're just free now look I, I, smart as hell I, like i get all the intangibles and i'm not i think he's going to be a really good player in this league i just don't think he's an ideal fit for the patriots especially the way they're constituted now if they get jordan davis then hell yeah i want nicobe dean playing behind him but you got to understand this might have been the most talented college defense at georgia Maybe in NF in college football history, you know, when we look back on it and what these guys do in the pros, and you're talking about these guys on the defensive line, you know, Nicobe Dean's five eleven, he's two thirty one. He needs to be kept clean. He was kept clean at Georgia. I don't I just don't know what happens in the pros when he's not, when the Patriots say you need to sneak in there and take on a three hundred and thirty pound guard. Like let's see how that goes. Um I did not like Asamoah from uh Oklahoma, really small. Damone Clark from LSU, he's got the back issue, had the back surgery, didn't really like his film. I thought he was stiff, not overly special. And another guy who a lot of people love that's coming on strong, Leo Chanel from Wisconsin, Um, really bulked up. Like, I mean, he almost looks like a comic book um, character in terms of how big, how strong he is. But, and he can blitz like the Dickens, but I don't know if he can like really play linebacker in the pros. So any, any big arguments on the, the I'm not high on list. I, I, I think I saw Leo somewhere in one of these, you know, granite statues here in Madrid. Uh, <laughs> but he's, you're right. He's, he's absolutely, you know, uh, built like a, like a, like a block. But my, my concern with Leo, uh, at least early is, you know, when I say early, I mean, the first two rounds is, is, uh, you know, he ran athletic numbers, tested well at the combine, but is he was not really asked to do much of the pass game at Wisconsin. You know, they drop, they drop into, um, into zone coverage. How's he going to do in a man scheme is like the big question with him, given his size. So everyone that's like worried about the Pats, how they're, they're, they're uh, athletically a linebacker getting beaten. Like, I don't know if he fixes that for you. Um, And I think that's my concern with, with Leo. I do like him. He's probably my sixth guy, but, um, but, but that's definitely the concern. Damone Clark, uh, you know, maybe he's a late, late round guy because the bat, unfortunately, back issue. I like Damone, you know, Neil Farrell and Damone played really well against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's where I, I was skeptical of him coming into the year. I don't yeah. think he had been, uh, the player that he, he maybe had gotten some credit for leading into his senior year. I think he did have a good senior year. Uh, he's got to do a little, even though it's size, he's got to do a little bit better taking on blockers, but and with diagnosis and, and things like that, but he's got, he's got speed. He's a good locker room guy. Um, 
like a tough locker room guy, leader type type thing. And that's those are kind of the intangibles that when I think about linebackers, I think are 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 valuable. But he's going to be a late round guy now, and and somebody that they. Uh, I don't know if they go unless they're trying to just stack picks uh, for a roster as redshirt years. Mm-hmm. For, for of course, next Bill, we know Bill loves those um, injury guys. And speaking of that, let's go over to the edge real quick and spin through these. Sure. I love David Jabo from Michigan. I mean, yeah. you know, the ruptured Achilles on the pro day, somebody's going to benefit that, that it right. might as well be the Patriots. I mean, he is, he is – I think he's a better Chandler Jones. He's better than Chandler Jones when he came out. He's an impact player. You know, you're looking for like a Von Miller-ish type of guy on the edge. Trady, like, does everything. Like, he's the guy. Um, I was blown away. It had to be on the medical for him. I'm willing to take the – I'll take the the first round – first year hit if I have to to get the fifth round maybe at the end of the – that's why – I'm big on the Patriots trading down, get down to the bottom of the first, take a risk on one of these guys, get that fit. Whether it's, you know, you know, that's why I would take Jamison Williams in the first round. Jabo's another guy I would take, you know, who's, who's an injury risk who I would take uh, in the first round. Uh, other guys who pop for me. I like Drake Jackson. Not, I'm not big on USC guys though. Love Pascal from Kentucky, uh, sort of inside outside guy. Um, uh, let's see. And t- tell me about Barno. I haven't heard much about him. I was going through, I watched him and I was like, he was another guy just like, uh, the cornerback, um, Tariq Woolen. But I was yeah. like, when I watched this turn on his film and I was like, holy crap. So tell me about Barno. I, I, I think I put in one of the comments, somebody had asked me about, um, Barno oh, testing. I- you said, and I said, you know, oh God, he tested so well. He was going to be like one of my, one of my sleepers. So I haven't called him out a ton of picks, but I, I do like Barnard. I've liked him all season. He led Power Five in 2020 in tackles for loss. Um, and so he's got a you know long frame, size. He's thin. He, he looks thin. Um, and so he's going to have to, um, he's going to have to put on some weight if he's going to play on the edge. Or they could actually. He's got the speed, obviously, to play outside linebacker. But the fastest time uh, in that position since Montez Sweat in the last like 20 years. I, I think he actually was faster than Sweat. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he's got some. He's got some. I think huge upside. Uh, and if you're going later, that's a that's you know you're you're picking guys that you either think can contribute right away in special teams and be good depth pieces or guys that are going to be, be um, uh, upside. I, one of the things I always get worried about with Barno, uh, guys like Barno, is he's really thin through the legs, which I yeah. think sometimes is a red, red I agree. flag. Yep. Um, and so I wouldn't want to go. That That's why I said, like, you know, early, if he's going round three, that might be a little early for me. Um, but I do like, I do like, uh, Barno. I also like Drake Jackson. If Jake Drake Jackson went back to school, which is what I expected, mm-hmm. he's probably a top 15 pick next year. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're looking at a guy, he, he played at the wrong weights. He played like 270, then he was low and you know, his tape's kind of off. He's not great against the run. Like they got to find the right, like fit for him, but athletically, and he's, you know, he's produced like, you know, he's a guy that's another high upside, high upside guy. Yeah. Uh, let's, um, real quick, I only got a couple minutes, but I wanted to spin through sort of, um, your Patriots, your first round mock, just, you know, the, I want to go over the Patriots pick Devin Lloyd at 21. 
completely agree with that. And my mock, he wasn't there, so I went Trevor Penning. I like him. He's sort of, to me, he's the last tackle with really, you know, potential to play left tackle very early in his career. Everybody else, I I was not a big fan of Raymond, even though I didn't watch a ton of film on him. I think it's iffy whether he's a starting, like a good right tackle um, in, in terms of Raymond, but Devin Lloyd, I have no problem with that. I think the kid's a kid's a great player. You also had Roger McCreary. I have no problem with that kid. Uh, Alante Taylor, damn it, you took a safety. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about him, but Wandale Robinson you talked about earlier. Yeah, dude, bring me the slot guys. Uh, you mentioned Neil Farrell there. I might also get my run stuffer there. Isaiah Thomas liked him. Um, you know, wasn't over the moon for him, but, um, you know, good inside outside guy. You got my guy, Ogbina. How do you pronounce his name? Ogbina? Ogbina. Yep. Ogbina from UCLA. He would be the nose tackle type of guy. I like, I, I like him. Uh, you got Abram Smith from Baylor running back, uh, you know, sort of, uh, does a little bit of everything. Uh, and Chad Allen, Chris Allen. Offside linebacker from Alabama. He's a guy who broke his foot, was out the whole year. Completely agree with you. Like he, I think, underrated sort of pick for them. You have uh, offensive lineman Verdarian Lowe from Illinois. Uh, that's a uh, who's the coach there now? Brett Bielema. He's a Brett. Bielema guy. Big you know, Brett. another f- <laughs> friend of Bill uh, going after him. And then you have uh, a bunch of free agents. You know, everybody, if if you're not a subscriber over at BSJ, you got to go over and look at all this stuff uh, that that Kevin's done throughout the year. He's been knocking out of the park. You're, you'll be prepped for the draft from a Patriots perspective. Uh, I'm going to have thoughts on the offense, and I don't know whether I'm going to do – I'll probably just – I'm not going to do a mock draft. I'll let your stand. I hate freaking mock drafts. I hate get me out of draft season, get me on a practice field so I can watch these guys. Uh, but I will have a column sort of on my thoughts, last minute thoughts on what I'm hearing about the Patriots and what I think they're going to do. Uh, anything in closing there from the, uh, the Spain Bureau of uh, BSJ? <laughs> no, I am. Uh, I'm excited for the draft. You know, it's the, it, it, in my mind, it really kicks off, you know, next season for them. It's when they're, yep. they're off to starts to, come into shape and how they're thinking about attacking uh, next season. And, and I'm a Patriots fan, just like all the other uh, listeners. And so I'm excited for uh, kind of see what the team does and, uh, and how that roster starts to, to shape up. We'll have comments on everybody that gets drafted. Uh, you know, we're, we got, we got things kind of covered 360 here. So uh, excited to see kind of how this weekend plays out. Yeah, we will have uh, we will have our uh, traditional live blog where I'll be in there uh, keeping people posted. We'll be in there uh, offering our two cents. Kevin will be in there with me, so it's going to be great. It's part of the member experience over there, along with uh, oh crap, we got to figure out. I totally forgot. We got to figure out whether you can do a a chat or something. But I guess we got to see what your situation is uh, maybe on draft day or something like that. Yeah, definitely fluid. Uh, Thanks, Kevin. Uh, We will be uh, in touch. Looking forward to this draft uh, with you. Happy to have you aboard. Make sure you guys check out bet online, the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. And let's go for the draft and let's move on to the 2020, 2022 season. Uh, Thanks, Kev. 
we will uh we will see you on the flip side and uh take care see you everybody